This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Well, hello there. Welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne. So if you heard the Gary Lewin podcast, if not, why not? You'll know that I've been knocking on some England doors in hope of getting some more insight into what it's like to be part of the Three Lions. Now, I'm on my way to meet with a former England manager. Now this has come about after I wrote him a physical letter. That's right, pen to paper. I actually had to Google how to write or how to lay out a proper letter because I'd actually forgotten. Because I thought this person would appreciate a letter. So I wrote it out, popped it in an envelope, stuck a second class stamp on it. Don't judge me, that's all I could get at work. Stuck it down, popped it in the post box, and waited. And a while later, a reply came. Dear Russell, thank you very much for your letter. I'd be more than happy to be involved. Here's my number. Please call me. Yours, Peter Taylor. Turn left to stay on Dagenham Road. That's right. The man who gave David Beckham the England captaincy. The man who had one game in charge versus Italy in 2000. Peter Taylor and I'm on the way to hopefully have a conversation with him now. In a quarter of a mile your destination will be on the right. So, I'd like to welcome Peter Taylor to the Three Lions podcast. Peter, hello there. Good afternoon. I hope everything's okay. Yeah, well, very well, thank you. And thank you very much for, for joining us. You're currently manager of Dagenham Redbridge in the National League. You've been manager of various other clubs, and you've also had four spells, I believe, in charge of the England national team. Other than the obvious differences that I would see uh, meeting players on a day-to-day basis, are there any similarities or differences between club and country? Um, well, uh, again, as you quite rightly say, uh, said, that uh, I've worked at all different levels and you do see the benefits of, uh, you know, when you're dealing with people in the national team, you're dealing with people in non-league and there's every, everything is very, very different. Um, I think the most enjoyable thing for me is that as long as you've got a, a group of players, no matter if you're in, England under-21s or Dagenham Redbridge, that are doing everything they can to be a, a very good player, then that's why this... Uh, this this line of work that I'm doing is uh, is very enjoyable. 
you've been in it a long time, so it must be enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think my latest adventure here at Dagenham Redbridge, people think I'm mad for taking it on because we've had no money and we're having to get really young players for no money uh, to, so we can put a team out every week. And so it is, it is a massive, massive test. But as I say, it's something that I'm, I still love football. I still love coaching. I've still got a great interest in taking young players uh, and turning them to be better players. And, uh, and that's the main thing I've done with the under-21s. I think there was lots of good young players there that were desperate to get into the senior team uh, so they were enjoyable to take because they took things so seriously Can I take you back to when you first started for or first picked for England it was in 1976 and you had four caps and a debut goal against Wales Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I played in a centenary game against uh, Wales at Wrexham. Uh, came on at half time for Kevin Keegan. Found out I was with the under 21s in Manchester. Then, or, sorry, the under 23s at that time in Manchester. Then all of a sudden, I got the call to go across to to Wales to be in the first the senior squad. Then all of a sudden, I then get told at half time I'm going on. So that's my England debut, and uh, thankfully I got a goal. That was just nice. Uh, so wonderful feeling. To uh, to uh, of course play for your country, and then get uh, get a goal in the first game. Don Revy was the manager then. Yep. Did he did he call you up? Personally, um, I can't work? remember who called me. I don't think it was Don Revy, but I thought he was a great manager. It, it's obvious he was a very successful club manager because I think he had players that would do anything for him. I think they really respected him. Uh, being manager of the national team is always slightly different because you're dealing with other other clubs' players, uh, and sometimes you don't get the same club spirit at national level. Uh, but to be fair, uh, Don Revy and, and and his assistant Les Cocker, they to me. Uh, they always um, worked exceptionally hard to have the spirit good, uh, and that's how it seemed. Because back in the 70s wasn't a particularly good time for England, was it really? No, it, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't as successful as the boys are now. Uh, but, but things like that, I'm sure, behind the scenes, uh, that's why people have worked extremely hard to to make sure they're very organised at the FA and uh, that, that they've got you know lots of plans to make sure that we get some very very good players through. Um, so very different then, uh, but also you know yes, very different, but it's still an absolute pleasure to to play. And if. If what I've read is correct, um, you were playing for Crystal Palace in was it the second or third, third division? division? Yeah, third in division. In old money, as it yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly right. And um, it, honestly, the, the imagine the England get-togethers were very different. A lot of the players uh, in the squad didn't have a clue who I was because I was playing for Crystal Palace in League Three at the time, Division Three. Uh, so to go and play for England when you're a Division Three player, I think was tough, and um, and it certainly helped me when I did become the Under Twenty One manager because I knew how important it was to try and help the young players all of a sudden if they're going to get promoted to the senior team um, help them as much as they possibly can so they're a success when they get into the senior team and of course I never had that being a League 3 player then all of a sudden you're playing for the national team it was a massive difference and uh, so that was tough Uh, but yeah played as a Division 3 player I think there's only one other that's done that which was Johnny Byrne who also played for Crystal Palace I think people get a little bit confused. They think that Steve Ball was uh, was played for Wolves as a Division Three player, but that actually got promotion, so he wasn't classed as a League Three player. Oh, I see. So you'd understand Gareth Southgate's position at the moment, where he's uh, calling up players from lower leagues. 
I think the greatest thing about Gareth Southgate is that he's giving anybody a chance. If anybody's showing good form, uh, showing as if they, they look a good player that could go and play for the country, Gareth's putting him in the squad and having a look at them. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play them every time, but he's having a look at them. And if it means that they don't work out as, he, as it seems, then he just lets them go back again. And, but I, I think any player, any young player in the country has got to be over the moon what Gareth's doing because, to me, he's, he seems as if he's giving people a chance. Yeah, I think so too. Moving on to when you were involved in the under-21s as, as manager... It was Glenn Hoddle who asked you to manage the under twenty ones. Yeah, yeah, I was very fortunate, and, and again, people would say, "Well, it's your friend that's give you a job," because uh, I played in the same team as Glenn. But thankfully for me, uh, Glenn A would never do that. He's got enough. He's got millions of mates, so um, he, you know, can give give everybody a job. <laughs> He'll only give jobs to people that he thinks can do the job uh, that he needs. And um, thankfully, I'd done a bit of work for him when he was manager of Swindon, and I was assistant manager at Watford. And then when he got the, the job for senior manager, uh, all of a sudden the phone rang and uh, and it was a, a job offer for me to be the first full-time under-21 coach, which was you know an absolute honour for myself and um, I think Glenn knew that I'd get on well with the players, he knew that I had a good sense of humour still uh, with the younger players and uh, thankfully that's how it worked out, we, were, we had a successful three years, uh, won a lot of matches uh, but also got a lot of players into the senior squad. Yeah, I read that the likes of Emil Heskey, Frank Lampard, you brought in. Yeah, I've been very lucky. You know, people like Rio Ferdinand's and you know, honestly, Kieran Dyers. There's, you could go through the complete list and uh, very, very fortunate to to have maybe played a part in their careers. And um, and it's you know, it's it's lovely to see players like that show great hunger, show great discipline to to be successful. Kevin Keegan famously resigned after that defeat to Germany. Damp October day. I was at the game. So was I. I was at the game. You came next. Mm. How, how did that happen? Well, it was funny because uh, I was at, at Wembley, and then um, unfortunately, of course, we got beat by Germany. Uh, and then somebody came up and said Kevin Keegan's resigned, and uh, so. Um, uh, Rio Ferdinand's mum said, "Peter, that'll be you next." And, uh, and I said, "Well, be nice if that was the case. Never dreamt it would be." And then all of a sudden, um, you know, I'm back at Leicester. Then working, we play a game, and I get a phone call from the FA to say, "Would I take the team for one game against Italy?" Which, of course, again is, you know, I can't believe it. You know, I'm a I'm an Essex boy, um, desperate to play football, desperate to manage in football. Never dreamt that you get the opportunity to manage your country and uh, this is the biggest honour that you'll ever I'll ever have and, uh, and nobody will ever take it away from me um, and so that was it so I, I took the, the team for one game it was agreed that it was one game because the, the FA had already decided they were going to bring uh, Sven in uh, which again for me so I enjoyed every second of it I think the the, the, the meeting lasted about five days um, you know play, meeting up training playing it was the most enjoyable five days of my life so you went to Italy. Hmm. Had you done like, a bit of homework on Italy? Well, we knew you'd never know with friendlies because a lot of people then cry off of friendlies. What I'd done is I'd made up my mind I was going to prepare our team and, uh, and I was going to prepare our team with younger players. I felt as though the senior players at that time, people like your Tony Adams, Paul Ince, uh, David Siemens, absolutely top draw players, top draw professionals, I felt as though they didn't need another game. They didn't need a friendly plan for England then. Uh, so I decided to play a younger a younger squad, a younger team. And, uh, and it worked out well. And, uh, and 
and I think on the night we should have uh, probably won the game. Emil Heskey was uh, brought down so many times, I still can't believe we didn't get a penalty or two. Um, but it was a successful night because we played well, we introduced a lot of youngsters into the team, we played a back three shape, which was, uh, which was good, uh, and it was a positive night. Unfortunately, we lost the game, but that wasn't important. I think the important thing is that the new manager looked at a lot of the good young players in the team and he didn't change too much afterwards. He kind of set set the ball rolling, as it were. He famously made David Beckham captain, which was I don't know if controversial was name, but maybe or was the word maybe surprising. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. made you do that and and how did that conversation with David go? Um well I think um you know he was in the squad. Uh, there was probably uh, two other contenders in the squad Gareth Southgate was one Gary Neville was another and the more I think about it now probably one of those would have been a, a slightly better choice for captain uh, because of the position and the, 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 their defensive knowledge uh, and for where they were but in the end I decided to go for David because Every time England met, he was always there. Uh, he always enjoyed playing for England. He got absolutely hammered after getting sent off against Argentina, which I know was a poor decision by him, but the referee should have given a yellow card and not, not a red card. Uh, unless you were a Man United fan, you were hammering him the year after, uh, and he turned out to be... An, he had an incredible season, which played under immense pressure. Uh, which So I thought he deserved full credit for that. Uh, and I know the amount of times... I know a lot of England players that haven't been to every get together but David had and I think he deserved it and you never know how it's going to work out but in David's case uh, it worked out extremely well he was a very very good captain everything David does he takes seriously he wants to improve he wants to be the best and as a captain was no different you know he learned how to be a very good captain and he was a good captain well what did you say to him um when it was the squad announcement day, which was a Thursday, uh, I rung him up very early. Uh, he didn't, have, you know, I could tell, you know, okay, it was a, it was a normal telephone. I couldn't tell what, his, what facials, expressions he had at the other end. Um, and uh, he was over the moon. I just said, David, I've decided to make you captain. I'm going to announce it in about an hour and a half's time. Uh, everything okay with that? And he was just delighted with it. And uh, so, and I knew he would be. It's not a problem, you know, to, to manage your captain. Your, 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 country to captain your country what you know what an honor that is and uh, as I say David it, that was the start of a uh, of a good time for him to be the England captain very much so that game you said that you brought in some youngsters plenty from the under 21s that that you'd coached previously similar to Gareth Southgate Southgate now isn't it with bringing through the the under 21s you've got similar Outlook, yeah. Have you? yeah, well, I, I just think that um, I think if you get a bunch uh, of young players that are good enough, before you used to really worry about have they got enough experience. But these days, these players, if they can play a part in the Premier League, then you know they can handle playing football. So then, all of a sudden, if they can, if you see them in the Premier League, there's 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 no problem you putting them in the England squad because they they're, they're at a certain level that can handle it. Um, and I think that. Um, that the youngsters these days have just got more uh, trust I think that uh, managers trust them a lot more before they used to be really worried about can they handle it have they got enough experience are they going to make the right decisions 
Well, these days they do, and, and I, I just think and that's where the FA uh, and uh, lots of top teams deserve a lot of credit because they teach them a lot more about the game these days. So where there used to be a lot of grey areas where, where a player wasn't sure what to do, bang, 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 but I think now things are explained to them a lot more, and I think a lot of the decisions are made even before the ball's kicked, and uh, so there's less, there's less problems. Do you think that's why we've had success at lower level or youth levels for England recently that these players are ready um, well I think what we've learned on youth levels the lower levels I think now we're, we're now taking our best squads to tournaments before there was too many times it was too easy for people to drop out and then we were sending half a squad to you know the under 18 tournament or 17 tournament or whatever 19, 21s whatever but now I think clubs realise that there's going to be a little bit of criticism if their best players are not there because they know long term their players will be better players if they go and play in a tournament for their country so we're t- we're sending stronger squads whenever we go and play in tournaments now and that's what we should be doing and now all of a sudden we're getting some success we're winning tournaments we're winning World Cup tournaments at lower levels now that can only be good that's never ever going to be a bad thing so that means players confidence grow and grow uh, which then means that we're a better they're a better player and then that means we're a better squad and um, what I like about Gareth Southgate and the squads that are, that are below him is that they don't doesn't seem to be any superstars. Nobody gets off with, with uh, other things. Where you know, to me, it's a team. It's a team game, and uh, great team discipline, great great team spirit, and that's why I think we're hard to play against. And you, you said you knew Sven Goran Eriksson was coming in after you. Would would you have liked to crack at it? Of course, yeah. You'd never ever, you know. Okay, at that particular time, I never dreamt I'd be manager of England. So, so I was going to take it. If it had been for half a game, I'd have took it. (laughs) For a warm up, I'd have took it. Uh, But no, it was an absolute honour for me to take the team for one game. Of course, I'd love to have done it longer. Uh, Love to be England manager, without a doubt, because what what an honour it is. Uh, But you know, I I can't complain. uh, You know what's happened to me, and and Sven, to be fair, turned out to be a, a good manager. I think players enjoyed playing for him. Now, most recently, you took the under-20s to the 2013 World Cup. I yeah. don't want to dwell on the results. That's all right, yeah, um, I can't believe but, it. But Eric Dyer, Harry Kane, John Stones, Ross Barkley were mm. all part of that yeah. squad. That yeah. must give you great satisfaction to see how they've come on and where they are now. Yeah, yeah. well, again, to be fair, again, it was the start of us sending a decent squad to tournaments. I still, for the squad that we took out there, even though there wasn't a regular team, that was one of the negatives against us. We were a brand new team. It wasn't like an under-19s, it's a regular fixtures. In England, under-20s, they haven't got a regular fixture. They didn't have it at that particular time. So it was a new group of players that got, to, that, that got together. But for the names that we had in the squad, we should have done a lot better. I must be the unluckiest manager in the world, because Harry Kane played for me and never scored. Oh. And that can't, it just, you know, as soon as he got home, he never stopped scoring for Tottenham. Uh, but it was, a, again, a great experience. We should have done a lot better. In all the games that we played, we should have won, uh, but we didn't. We, we didn't score enough goals and we didn't, do, we didn't get enough wins. So that's why we then came home early. Uh, but I think it was the start of, as I say, people, we send out a good enough squad, uh, and I think people started realising that the, these players had to get out to these tournaments because it was a good uh, education for them. And the Under-20 World Cup tournament is a fabulous tournament and, you know you, you see the players that have played in that over the years it's a cracking tournament you also took charge of Bahrain didn't you mm. what's, what's the difference between Bahrain and England 
Uh, well, quality of player for a start, <laughs> but uh, but no, again, somebody from the FA rang me up. Would I want to manage Bahrain? I said yes, please. Was that someone from somebody the from the English FA, FA. Uh, just okay. who knew? I suppose somebody from the Bahrain FA. Uh, again. Um, Went over there. Uh, they, they, I saw the, the the first squad of players that trained, and I thought they looked a touch old. I then went to look at the Olympic team uh, trained three days later, uh, and they were more like it. So in the end, I just swapped them over, and uh, and I just said like this is going to be the players I'm going to select. So I started again probably one of the youngest teams Bahrain's ever had uh, but we were successful we, we won two tournaments and they'd never won a tournament in their life so again that was a, a huge satisfaction that there was young players out there in Bahrain that never dreamt they would get an opportunity because they were too loyal to their older players but they weren't winning anything so in the end they needed some more athletes in the team and that's what we changed enjoyable experience uh, wonderful experience honestly these, these young players used to call me a miracle man and I'd say <laughs> why do you mean miracle and all they meant miracle was because I picked them uh, not because of what I give them because I picked them because they didn't think they were ever going to get the opportunity but they, they grabbed their opportunity and they done well if I could round it up what would be your England highlight out of throughout your England career be it player or manager um, well to be honest with you um, even th- th- there is so many you know I can remember games with the under 21s Italy away we opened a new sta- a new stadium in Rieti they were the champs we had Ben Thatcher sent off after 20 minutes and we went on to win the match and it was incredible and they were the champions so it just showed that you know we were getting a very good under 21 team together with great spirit um, senior team of course to manage your, your country uh, for, for, for one or a hundred matches it's an unbelievable honour uh, but the biggest thing I see, I remember David Beckham scoring the goal against Greece um, when I'd left then. I was at home watching it uh, in my lounge, uh, praying that there's another free kick, David, please put this yeah. one in. And he did, which then got us to the to the court, to the, court, the, to the tournament. Um, but to see the amount of players that I've had the pleasure of dealing with, uh, then all of a sudden turn out to be senior players. People like James Milner, who is probably the most incredible professional anybody's ever seen. You know, any, anybody that managed James Milner he'd always be top of the list for the top professional um, so seeing all players like that seeing them when they were 17, 18, 19 all of a sudden then turn out to have the careers that they've had it just gives you a great deal of pleasure and it just makes you realise how lucky you are that you've been involved with, with England So I'm back in the car, oh, buzzing that I've managed to have a chat there. Now, one of the uh, one of the things that I learned from the Gary Lewin interview was the background noise. I was thankful that we we're actually sat there in a quiet room. Uh, in fact, it was actually set up for a wake later on, so a little bit strange. Uh, what a great man, though. Great. Uh, genuinely interested in what I was asking him about. Uh, in my research, I'd not seen anything negative about him. Uh, I certainly don't have anything to add uh, along those lines he was, he was more than happy to give me some of his time and I know he's got a real tough job ahead of him with Dagenham and Redbridge so I uh, yeah I'm going to wish him all the very best there right great afternoon better get back to work hope you've enjoyed it uh, and I'll be back soon with another Three Lions podcast